Hello, and welcome to the Cash News Podcast, informative conversations about all things currency and cash. We'll share insights on the issues affecting the world of cash today, like cash security, payments technology, and the cash supply chain. Your hosts, Tom Meehan and Sean Ferrari, hope to inform industry professionals and support better cash security and management by sharing the latest information on trends, strategies, and technology. This is the Cash News Podcast. Now, here's Tom and Sean. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Cash News Podcast. So we've got some guests today. Uh, really excited. We're all out and about. Sean just came back from skiing. I'm in Florida, <laughs> so just 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 running around. So uh, I'm at a hotel, so I'm forewarning the internet. As uh, we know, we're always moving around, and we never know what happens. Look at those sunglasses, man! I left my hat. So <laughs> I, I know was, I don't have my hat on. I, I was thinking, I was thinking that the cash news hat had to come out, but I left it. We'll have to get it going. Without further ado, Sean, why don't why don't you uh, tell the listeners who we got on, and uh, I'll let you take it from here. Sounds great. Thanks everybody for listening. Happy to have you aboard again. Yeah, I got a little colder today, so I just ran in from outside. I got a little vest action going, but in any event, hoping to go skiing soon though. So I like the foreshadowing. Thanks for joining us today. We really appreciate it. We are here today with. I feel like one of our frequent flyers here, Todd Klepperis is joining us from Paisel again, and uh, we just saw him a couple weeks ago at MJ Biz, and we're now in different parts of the country again, but I'm sure we'll be together at a future event soon. And I know Todd has brought uh, some a guest along to, to share a story with us today and to talk a little bit about what's going on. So Todd, I'm going to turn it over to you and then Tom and I will jump in as we kind of go through here. Thank you guys. I appreciate that. So what I did was a bunch of months ago back, I was able to find a, an accelerator or a, a fintech helping firm out of Canada that believe it or not was focused on financial technology. If you can hear it in the background, there's a big group here already. There's going to be well over 400 investors up here in Canada, all focused on financial technology firms that are really kind of cutting edge and bringing in banking in a different level. We're trying to disrupt banking in general and Holt and Elizabeth's group has been absolutely fantastic for us. They've been a good conduit. They've been able to enable us to meet only uh, partners, not only partners, but also other people that are very cognizant or aware of where we're building our business. So I thought it'd be good for any of your listeners to listen into where they might be able to kind of find some value in an advisor or an accelerator group. And Elizabeth heads that up, so I'm going to turn it over to her. Wonderful. Thank you, Todd. It's a pleasure to be with you here. Uh, definitely an interesting forum for discussion. So I'm an LP and a managing partner of the Holt Fund. And Holt is built off of a fifth-generation family office. Uh, Sir Herbert Holt was actually, I guess, the Walker Fellow of Canada, um, the longest-running chairman of Royal Bank of Canada, well as founded one of our largest uh, electro, electrical utility companies, plus roughly about 300 more. So that was the base for the family office. And from there, they had started to invest in alternative assets and uh, worked with Adidas in Germany on the lead sports accelerator and said, wow, this is a great venue in order to seize opportunities in early stage technology. They looked and said, our whole history is built around finance in our family. And said so we really need to be doing something there. And then we kicked off our Holt Fund One, of which we now have 35 early stage. And I say early stage, uh, heading towards the probably under $3 million of revenue in early stage when we get involved with them. So out of these 35 companies across the world, we go looking for technologies that are highly relevant as North America, our first market. I think from the perspective of us getting involved with Paisel, 
where we looked and said there is a very seasoned, I think, financial technology market happening today, but it's not addressing everyone. And I love the story that certainly Paisel brought about a significantly under-addressed market of a very sophisticated customer. And when he started to talk about clients in this area, even if I look at uh, Scott's Miracle Grow, you know, multi-billion dollar company servicing the cannabis industry through Hawthorne and that they weren't getting the appropriate banking services that they needed. It was a, such an incredible eye-opener for me. And then as he started to explain, well, not only in some of these organizations, you know, they can't get access to the right payroll support, even the individuals, you know, getting access to finance for their mortgages because they're working in the cannabis space. I had no idea around the challenges. And when we met Todd, certainly the, the momentum of Todd <laughs> and experience that he'd had through Park Car with previous industry experience, we said, what a great combination with our network of advisors cutting across North America. We have a global network now. We're up to 500 advisors that cut through a mix of investment. So people look to us for deal flow. So we have a number of uh, venture partners that are part of us. We also have a number of financial institutions who are looking at engaging with early stage technology, as well as product experts around the world. And so we really look to leverage that network as we introduce technology companies to the market, Todd has an open round for Paisel, very excited as he heads towards closing and the whole network has been able to come together and take a, a good part in that round. That's fascinating. I, I like Todd being described as the momentum of the Todd experience, I think you said. I think that's uh, I think that's pretty good. One question, can you just tell the listeners a little bit more about you know what it is that that whole does like how do you fit into the, the fintech space like what do you deliver so think, or what, or who, our who, capitalization who? into the fintech space was first um certainly being well connected to the financial system through the holt uh family uh and the history of royal bank of canada they're also one of our sponsors so through there what we looked and said also in montreal across canada i'm going to say is very cost-effective access to technology. We're one of the top artificial intelligence spots in the world. And we looked and said, how can we help companies leverage these great resources? You know, if I'm looking at the cost of a, a senior developer in, in financial technology, you know, Montreal versus California, big cost difference. And so if we're able to remove barriers to be able to get technology platforms built and then deployed across North America, um, we look to provide that. It's really resources across Canada. Canada is a, a great place from a government support side also to do development. Uh, many companies have uh, taken their development teams into Canada and then leveraged that into the North American expansion. So I think that was really you know, what made it attractive. And then because our ability to leverage that, we could leverage really good technology resources, as well as bringing together not only our money, but a broader set of uh, resources together in order to get our companies funded that we invested as quickly as possible. Because time to market is everything. So gotcha. those two things, getting access to technology resources and quicker access to funds, I think makes the demarcation point for a whole being a really interesting partnership through a fintech evolution. Okay. You have an event going on back there? Is that what's happening? So where we, uh, in, it's kind of like our prompt, or <laughs> it's the <a> debutante <laughs> where we onboard a, a number of fintechs per year. It's, uh, you know, fairly involved and extensive, excessive due diligence, uh, 
I'm going to say excessive, but in a good way. Part of that is really uh, vetting the organizations out, which makes it much easier to close broader funding rounds because it's it's a lot of work. And so when we come with all of the appropriate deal rooms in place and help the organizations get all that structure put together, then the next level investors coming in find that very, very good to us. So we, we're building up a brand and a reputation to do that. Our investments reflect a level of quality that attracts uh, the next level. Part of uh, today, we're, we head into tomorrow. So we have roughly, I don't know, about 1,200 people registered, a core portion in person. We have our eight investments for this year as debutantes coming out on, on stage very publicly to the world that will get broadcast out. Yeah, that's exciting. Tom and I like to discuss this at various times when we get together because we attend our fair share of events or host them as it might be at, at times. How has the the event been from a from a COVID space? I mean, are people, you know, is it strong attendance? Does everybody seem comfortable there? Or how just what's the general well, vibe? Well, that is pretty strict, right? Even to get in, you gotta be double vaxxed, tattooed, you name it, right? Like it's <laughs> So everybody coming in is double vaccinated. All everyone's checked for vaccination passports. And anyone traveling into Canada as last has had to have a COVID test within three days of coming into the province. So I think we're feeling very comfortable about that. There's three different balcony levels. So there's you know not more than I think 50 to 75 people in any certain area. Uh, in public places, we're wearing masks, so masks with happy faces on uh, on more open. Only when people are sitting down are we allowed to remove masks here. So feeling pretty good about it. Everyone's got a good sense of humor about it too. Yeah, it's it's cold in Montreal. Our masks keep us warm. <laughs> no, that's good to hear. It seems to be the general general theme of people gathering together again. People are happy to happy to do it. And what do you think, Tom? How did you meet Todd? And what did you like most about it? I mean, let's talk a little about Paisel and. So our, our audience is primarily folks that are in cash and currency. We talk about digital currency. We talk about everything related to it. But I'm curious, you know, how you guys connected. And um, Todd, of, of course, I know that you've been with us a few times, but I always think it's important to let the listeners know what you do so that they can kind of connect all the dots. I was stuck on a mountain in Canada and they sent a ski patrol and they came down and found me. No, 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 no. So we got introduced through a vetted partner of ours that brought us to the accelerator and we uh, immediately fell in love with these guys because they had the right mentality. They're not only are they focused specifically on our segment, which is, let's call it frontier finance areas, but they also had the background with the team from a technology perspective and then their advisors where we just thought it was a smart move for us to be involved. And I know there was a process, it was a due diligence process where they eliminated a bunch of companies before they actually selected the companies we're working with now. So we felt very comfortable uh, working through the process. And I would highly recommend it for any other startup company or fintech company to look at Holt as an opportunity for them to get in front of the right people. Now, it's not easy. Don't let Elizabeth kid you. We've gone through an awful lot of work to get to this point to be a debutante. And I've never been a debutante anywhere ever. I'm going to tell you that. So this is a big one. I'm going to have a tutu or something on tomorrow. But from a deployment perspective, and specifically for us, since we have some large customers behind us, we feel very comfortable running into 2022 where we're going to be doing a lot more discussions in the industry. So I don't know how they decided on this, but I, I, I hope it's my charming personality. <laughs> it is a charming personality was uh, very influential, but we scout roughly 10,000 fintechs on a regular basis. We're a very data-driven company and we have what we call a VC level platform. So we're looking for all movements. We track these companies, we track them every single step that they're making uh, that uh, ends up uh, in a digital vibration out there in the public space. 
From there, we narrow down uh, our thesis. Our thesis is made in combination with our advisors. So we're looking for thesis that certainly is driving and with the Series A funding and Series B funding, as well as within the financial institutions, one of their technology plans over the next two years. So all of that culminates down to us making a decision where we take 24 finalists. So out of about uh, 500 per year that uh, gets selected through our, our algorithms and our outreach to say these are ideal, then we go into discussion we get down to 24, and those 24 then get invited to what we call Selection Day, where we bring in roughly about 125 of our advisors out of our network who work with us. And that's always a long day for Chad, I think 16 presentations. That's kind of the last touch, which is that ability to transfer the enthusiasm to do it uh, very professionally. So after we've done all of the underlying diligence, it really comes a lot down to the human factor. And I think really Todd excels there. There you go. Do you see a lot of activity? I mean, you must get, as you say, so many different proposals, so many different ideas, so many things coming across your space. Is there like a hot zone space in in kind of like the fintech instant payment type stuff or the cannabis space? Or are there are there regions of movement of money that are kind of like popping? Goodness, it's, uh, <laughs> it is, it's I'm like a kid in the candy store. Um, somebody asked me the other day, say, how many guys only invest in fintech? And I said, is there really anything else? It is the underlying structure for everything that we do in life. To no offense to all of the wonderful doctors and, and support staff worldwide through COVID, but fintech saved more lives than anyone else, right? Our ability to have contactless payment, our ability to do uh, you know, digital transactions, the whole system would have collapsed, even the ability to distribute. And that was a real challenge that uh, exposed a lot of really jagged edges in the system on the distribution of funds through governments, where for the very first time, they started to talk about digital currency just because there was no way really in certain times to be able to get cash in the end to people. Um, and I think that when you talk about hot sectors, you know, I, I have a few years to me. So I, I remember when it was all about the last mile of fiber to the curb. And so I looked and they say, we're in that last mile of finance today, which is how to make completely seamless, frictionless finance pretty much everything we do in life, which is why, you know, I, when I heard what was going on in the cannabis industry and Todd's experience and the vision of Paisel, I said, wow, you know, this is, this isn't just too easy. This needs to be solved. And I think that having the right uh, technology platform also to be able to properly uh, vet and assess risk for the banks is, is, definitely going to open up the conduit for funding into these industries. So Todd, I know that I know and I know Sean knows. So what what exactly does Paisel do for its customers? So we enable banking for hard industries, guys in industries that are maybe a little bit harder to finance or end or bank. So something along the lines of hydrogen power, solar power, cannabis and or related kind of frontier industries where other banks may go, ooh, that's too painful for us to look at. And what I found was uh, over the last seven years, the banks that are actually in the cannabis industry, believe it or not, they bank other industries. But most banks, as you know, Tom, most banks won't bank every industry. There are certain industries, some banks will say, no, we're not doing that. It's just not going to happen. And that's what we were able to do is find those really frontier-seeking institutions to be able to bring people into safe banking and then to enable them to have them. We're a lending marketplace for cannabis and other industries. 
Great. Thank you. I think it's always important because I know, Todd, we've, you were on and we talked a lot, a lot of different things. Our listeners are always asking, you know, more tangibly what people do. And I know that not to revisit it, but I think it's important. And MJBiz, when we were there, the theme, I mean, of every single person was, this is impossible. You can't do this. It's difficult to get money. It's difficult to move money. And uh, Sean and I were chuckling, well, stay tuned because this afternoon you'll see someone that can help you with those things. <laughs> we're here. Every, every, <laughs> literally everybody we talked to, that was the common theme. It was, you know, not safe, not easy, almost impossible. So I think it's, it's important that there are companies out there like yours that can help support folks because the industry is growing. We're with you, John. It's actually very accurate. And thank you for that. We've been very fortunate and kind of blessed to be able to have the opportunity we've had. All the banks trust us. We've moved an awful lot of money with them. What I wanted to do is, as a last note, if we could, is just uh, Elizabeth and her team have been fantastic for us. I would, again, highly recommend any fintech out there that's talking to or trying to find people that would be a sponsorship to them. Take a look at Holt and come back and really hard evaluate it because I haven't found anybody better in the industry and I really appreciate it. So. I appreciate you guys, too, because I know you're out there doing a big mission, trying to push for everybody to understand what's going on, not only digital currency, but crypto and everything else. So thank you guys for your time today. Yeah, no, thank you. And, and thank you, Elizabeth and, and Holt and Paisel and Todd, everybody. I mean, we love the partnerships. And I think it's important to bring different perspectives in, into this, right? There's so many facets of of finance and cash and currency and, and moving it from point A to B that discussions like this and just the broader awareness are are essential this was perfect so thank you for taking the time to do it we, we definitely appreciate back, it guys we send you our love and our rain thanks for listening we'll be back thanks for listening to the cash news podcast we hope you found this episode insightful don't forget to like and review us on itunes spotify stitcher or wherever you listen to your podcasts Follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter, and be sure to visit us at thecashnews.com to stay up to date with the latest on the world of cash. Thanks again for listening to the Cash News Podcast.